guys, I am Michaela Dice. I just wanted to say thank you so much for joining us here on my podcast because you belong here. Um, the purpose of this podcast is to talk about testimonies. I am a firm believer that your testimony should be someone else's prophecy. So we will be talking with some of my friends and family and people that I love about things that God has done in their lives. And I will be sharing different things about things that God has spoken to my heart and things that I've experienced through him and his word. And so I just wanted to tell you, grab a cup of coffee, pull up a chair and come hang out with us as we go deep, discovering the ways that God has proven his love in tangible ways. I am so excited you're here. Hey guys, it's Michaela. I'm back. Um, I am working on figuring out what my schedule and my rhythm is going to be for this podcast as far as when I'm posting and having some sort of routine for posting. But I have something really intense to share with you that I felt couldn't wait. Um, Yeah, so I had a dream last night about one of my super dear friends that I just love so much and she is really getting to know Jesus on a new level. He is showing his character and his love to her in ways that are unbelievable. Um, She's young and not married and she's just really stepping into an incredible new season of growth. And so this dream that I had was my friend married And with two kids, she had a little boy and a little girl. And I don't really remember other than that they had dark hair, her husband and her son. But her daughter had this big, blonde, beautiful, curly hair. And she was just bouncy and lively and full of joy. And her and her husband had built this incredible life. And they had purchased this beautiful home. And it was like two stories, just really cool. Like it was just a really cool house. It was gorgeous, but it just had some really cool features and stuff. And it was on like two or three acres of land with green grass. And the perimeter was fully lined with trees. And it had this cool barn on the side with like a loft with a window. And it was just really beautiful, this life that she had built in this marriage. And she was a great wife and a great mother. And she had so much love and joy and peace. And then we found like... So there was a dirt road out in front of the property. Well, there was this little spot of like a garden slash yard, like just a little fenced in area that was fenced in with like a cemetery fence. So, you know, like the wrought iron you can see through, but it has like the points on the top. Um, And so it was just this little space and it had a bench in one corner, and then in the other corner was like a monument or a gravestone or something. Um, and we were like, oh, this is a cool little area. So, you know, we go in there to discover that this little fenced-in space is, like, haunted, for lack of a better word. Um, it seems like it was haunted by someone who looked like my friend. Like, it made, like, it seemed like it was like a dead, like the dead version of her. Um, the previous version of her before she grew and changed and loved Jesus so much. Um, so we go about 
realizing that we can't be in this fenced area. Like it's just not okay. So she somehow is drawn to this space. And we keep telling our kids, she keeps telling her kids, we're all talking about like, nobody goes in the garden. Nobody goes in the little space. Like it's just, it's, you don't go in the fence. Um, we didn't want to be in there, whatever. Well, we started noticing that she kept going in there and sitting on that bench and things were good in her life, like really, really good. And so we couldn't figure out what was happening, but she kept going in there and she just wanted to sit on the bench. And it was like, at one point I was in the, in the barn looking out the window down at the bench and you could see her sitting on the bench and it was like, she was just talking to someone, but she had like this weird, almost like a glow around her. Like it was very interesting and we were watching her and it was like the, the spirit or the being or whatever that was haunting this space, so to speak, wasn't approaching her until it was like she would pat the bench and just like invite her over. She wanted to just be with this thing. And she was sitting on the bench and she's holding her daughter's hand over the fence because she's telling her daughter, no, baby, you can't come in here. Like, this is not a safe place for you. And yet she's talking to her daughter, telling her how much she loves her, you know, whatever. She won't let her in the fence, but she can still see her and they're still talking, you know. So this morning when I woke up from this dream, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like I really feel like I need to tell her about this dream. Um, I just asked God, I said, how, because usually when he gives me dreams about things, let me tell you this, um, when he gives me dreams for people, it's usually very intense like that, but there's usually something that accompanies it where I can say like, I really feel like there needs to be more communication in your marriage or your family needs a lot of peace right now and this is where you're going to find it. You know, different things. Like, this is not the first time I've had a dream about someone, but it is probably one of the first times where I've said, like, God, I don't know what to tell her about this. Like, this is a bizarre, super weird scenario that I don't know what to do with. And it was like, God just kept saying, just tell her the dream. Tell her the dream. And so, because it was so weird, I was trying to find a way around, like, all the details of it. Um, But when we talked, I started sharing these things with her. And she's just like, wow, interesting. I get to the part where I told her it was like she would just go in the yard because she just wanted to sit on the bench. In the, like, on the dark, creepy bench. She started to cry. (laughs) And she said, oh my gosh, Makayla. The last few days, I have noticed that when things are really good in my life, like right now, things are great. I have no reason to feel feel down about things. Um, It's like I go there for comfort because I'm afraid the good isn't going to last. I'm afraid of whatever and that dark bench, like that dark spot is like a comfort to me. And she said, she literally said, I have been telling God that I don't know why I want to sit in the darkness and that I don't want to sit in the darkness anymore, but that it's like, it's my comfortable place and telling him, please, I don't want to sit in the darkness anymore. 
mind blown, right? Thank you, Holy Spirit. And so as we keep talking, I told her, I said, you don't have any children yet. But in this dream, it was like this little yard was passed to you. Like you, you inherited it and sitting on the bench was your comfort. And you knew without a doubt that you did not want your children in there. You did not want them exposed to the dead version of you. You didn't want them exposed to the darkness of that corner bench. Um, but yet you were sharing it with them unintentionally. And so I told her, I said, you know, generational sin and generational curses are a real thing in that things can be passed down without us knowing. And it's not, it's not something that we can't get out of. Like scripture says that people will be judged for their own sin. The son will not be judged by this for the sin of the father, that the father will not be judged for the sin of the son. So, you know, I told her, I said, here's the thing. If you can't get rid of that bench, if you can't get rid of that dark, comfortable place in your life, when you have children, you don't want them to be exposed to that. But they watch you sit on that bench. Just like your daughter in my dream was watching you sit on that bench, acting like it was normal. You normalized the bench. (laughs) Um, And I just... I was really convicted by that because I feel like we all have a bench. We all have a tiny little yard in a beautiful life that God has built for us that we won't get rid of. For some reason, this tiny little yard might be a comfortable place for you. It may be retreating into yourself when you're terrified that something's going to go wrong. It may be anxiety Now, let me preface that by saying that I have a degree in psychology, counseling psychology specifically, and I have a goal to be a therapist. Um, I don't discount that. And tearing down the walls and tearing down the bench may mean talking to a therapist, like having a professional walk you through the process of what that looks like. And I am going to tell you that is perfectly acceptable. Please do that if you need to. Um... I myself have seen a therapist many times. Um, But I feel like it's not even just depression and anxiety that people sit on their benches. They sit there with procrastination. They sit there with indecision. They sit there with insecurity or pride or anger, um, fear. There's so many things that could build a bench. Um, And we all just retreat there. And it may not be something that was passed to you from the generations before. It may be something that you inadvertently built by your choices, by your belief systems about yourself that created belief systems about God and who he is to you. Um, so my challenge to you is I found this scripture and I just thought that it was too perfect to not share Luke 1, 78 through 79, because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, 
and to guide us to the path of peace. I mean, it's right there. God said it. It is scripturally sound to say that you don't have to sit in the darkness or the shadow of death because the light will break upon you. So good. John 12, 46 says, I have come as a light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. Just trust him. You know, I feel like we hang on to these little spaces. We hang on to these little yards and these little benches and our dark places of whatever that may be. Because we don't trust him to do things the way we want him to. We don't trust what it's going to look like when we finally get rid of it. I know I've been there. I know pretty much everybody in my life has a dark bench for one reason or another. Ephesians 5, 9 says, For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. So I challenge you today, you have to own your bench to be able to tear it down. And in order to do so, you have to identify what has built your bench. It could be workaholic. It could be like being a workaholic or people-pleasing. I know that's been a big one for me a lot of time. Um, lack of self-esteem. You know, not having the confidence to step into the light that God has called you to. Whatever it is, I just pray that the Lord will show you, the Holy Spirit will speak to you and guide you to help you identify your bench because he would like to demolish that for you, but he can't until you give him full permission and full control of the bench. Um, I really just felt like I had to share that with you guys because it moved me. It rocked me today. <laughs> On so many levels. Um, I've been crying pretty much all day because of it. So, thank you guys so much for listening. You have made me feel so valued. And I am so honored for all of the incredible feedback that I've gotten since I started this podcast. And all of the amazing, encouraging words that I've heard from y'all. Um, and I just... Thank the Lord that he has given me these words for you because they're not mine. It is his wisdom and it is it is his spirit relaying information to you because he loves you enough that he does not want you to sit in darkness in any area and he wants you to know him on every level. So I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for your support and I hope that you have a blessed weekend. <music>